Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast. This episode will provide you with expert tips on how to create remodeling packages that will actually increase your profits. I'm John Gordon. And I'm David Dovel. And thanks for joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you a new ProCast built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. It's the only podcast for pros that's hosted by pros and has successful contractors as guests. You can listen on to any ProCast at ProConstructionGuide.com or on iTunes. We want to remind you that you can pick up an October-November issue at, at the Pro Desk at all your Home Depot stores. If you want to read the issues online, you can become a subscriber to Pro Construction Guide newsletter. All subscribers get a free digital copy before the printed issue hits the stores. Go to ProConstructionGuide.com to sign up. Now we'd like to thank ProFinder USA for sponsoring this podcast. Our guest today, Bob Knight, has been remodeling and building houses for decades. And he's uh, has some great tips for actually upselling customers. So stick around for his advice. And later on in the show, you'll hear me and David uh, talk about um, one of the things in our toolbox that just makes life very easy in a lot of unplanned situations. So don't go away. In this episode, we're talking about how remodelers can increase their profits by selling packages instead of just marking up their projects. Our guest today is builder remodeler Bob Knight. He's the president of Paul Homes in Florida. Bob, welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast. Can you give us like the 30-second bio on Bob Knight? Thank you, John and David. I appreciate being with you. Yes, um, I've been in this business for about 30 years. We are located in southwest Florida. Um, I've done remodeling. We're doing a lot more new construction with the baby boomers retiring. And we've come up with a system of packaging pricing that helps us get our margins higher. All right. So um, what kind of, um, I guess, Typically, remodelers will price jobs by breaking down a line item of every single thing and then marking up each one a certain percentage. And they may know this is, will bear a little bit more than that. But what are the pros and cons of, uh, of marking up a project like that? So what happens is, is that you're dealing with the psychological nature of your potential client and you're trying to get this contract. And so now with the Internet, it's real easy for them to back check your prices and start arguing with you uh, line by line. By packaging, you're coming in with one number for this package price. You've listed all the detail, as much detail, because you want to make it look like this is good value for this whole price, and they have no idea how you got there. And so this is one of the ways to get around this, what's the argument, because they're always on the Internet, back-checking your prices, arguing with you, wanting to buy it themselves, and it just creates havoc for the builder. Okay. So um, what kind of results does um, markup typically produce for the remodeler? So what happens is markup is kind of a general thing everybody uses in the building industry because it's just so easy. And the problem is, is when you do your financials at the end of the year with your accountant, he's going to come up with a margin number. And you're thinking, well, I've been doing markups at 20%. Yeah. How come I'm, I'm not making 20% for markups? So what happens is, is um, I'll give you just a real quick little formula for everybody to write down to prove the point. Here's an example. If you sit there and you go $100 and I'm going to mark it up 20%, you're going to make $20. I mean, it's $120 is what you're going to do. Right. But in the end, 
that's not a true margin. You know, what you're trying to do is I want to get a 20% margin. So what you do is you take that $100 cost and you divide it by 0.8. So remember, 100 minus, I want to make 20%, equals 8. It's the reverse. So if you want to do a 10% margin, you divide by 0.9. 20% margin, 0.8. 30% margin, 0.7. And therefore, because remodelers should be making more, more margins than that. You use this type of margin calculation in your package because they don't know how you got there. And so what happens is you look at a kitchen you want to do, maybe the kitchen's $60,000. And they're thinking, yeah, but I can get this cheaper. But I'm going to do a package of kitchens because I always do kitchens. I do bathrooms. So I've created packages of what I think is the most normal thing to use and then they go, well, that dollar amount, that, that's pretty good value. And don't hesitate to put line by line, detail, detail, detail. The more lines you can do, the more page you can fill up justifies that price you got. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get a margin number, not a markup. Now, what happens, after that happens, they go, you know, this is a pretty good price. I like that. But it's a little money for me. So now you know what your costs are. They don't know how you got the numbers. And, and the problem with builders are they, they think that the customer, potential customer, knows all the prices uh, as we do. And sometimes we don't even know all the prices. So we're giving them something that's not there. So what you do with this package is they go, I'd like to take this out or adjust it. Of course you're going to adjust it, but you're only taking your cost out. And what happens is, is you've now left that profit within that package. Now they go, but I want to do this as an upgrade. Now you can do the line-by-line items with a price attached to it, and then you can do the markup because the bulk of that package is that margin you're trying to achieve. Got it. Got I like it. that. I like yeah. that a lot. But that's the, that's the issue that the, the, the market is so geared for markup, 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 and, and sometimes you're saying I'm doing a 10% markup or 20% markup, and then you know the dollar amount, but in the end, you've also got to know the financial side because the issue is you have payroll, you've got insurance, you've right. got gasoline, you've right. got trucks. Got and it. so your accountant's going to show this as percentages of sales, and markup doesn't tie into those type of things. So right. how can you project if you're going to make money or not? Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, Bob, how, do, how does your company uh, package the items and services for your clients? So what we do, we do probably more new construction. But for a while, I was doing remodeling, too. And what I realized, I made the mistake of doing line by line, and it was just massive arguments because they get on the Internet. So what we did is we went, let's do some packages and free modeling. This is the most common thing I do for a kitchen. It always costs this amount for me. And what I do is I line item what those cabinets are so I can back up. If I go out and buy these cabinets and I buy these appliances, I tie into the correct number. That's my package. My package is calculated to a retail number using that, remember the divisor, the -hmm. division? Mm -hmm. I want to make 30%. I'll divide my cost by 0.7. So I'm going to make 30%. So then what happens, again, like I say, the customer goes, I don't like these appliances. Because remember, you can put an allowance for the the, uh, appliance within that package. So they go, I want to upgrade. Fine. You actually made a profit on that allowance because it's in the package. 
And that's what people look at like that. So those are little things that you're trying to circumvent the psychological behavior of, of people in general that will go, I don't see the value of that, that item you're putting in. This makes no sense. I can get this cheaper uh, on the Internet and let me supply it. And that's a whole other story. But right. this way you kind of get around from these arguments because in the end you're trying to get to this contract after that, then you got can it. go line by line of pricing and markup because you've kept the bulk of your profit, and now you can deal with other issues. Okay. Wow. That is good stuff. So really, the customer thinks that they're getting a discount. It's, it's, it's sort of like a discount. You know, you don't want to sit there. What I've done before sometimes in packages is, is I'll give them the package. But in my mind, I've already got built in something. And remember, you've got to listen to your customer. You've got to listen to them very well. And builders sometimes and their salespeople talk too much. You've got to listen to what they're saying. They're going to tell you everything. And in the end, you're going to find the little hot button, sort of like the kitchen. Uh, you know, maybe one of the spouses, this, the countertop is just a big issue. They keep bringing it up over and over and over. And to you, we're so used to it. So you learn what these are, and then in your mind, let me do this pricing. But then once they go, I kind of like the pricing, but, you know, we really like this specialty on that. Say, you know what? I'm going to throw that in for you. No charge. But the package already included that. And then you're the greatest person in the world because you're trying to make this connection of trust that you're watching out for them. You need to be the consultant. I assume everybody listening can build a beautiful, beautiful uh, product. So this is not the issue. This is how you deal with human nature to get them to sign that contract and for them to now, you're the go-to person to go, what do you think? What do you think about that? And that's really the key of, of doing all this with packages. And then once you've got them, then you take care of them. You've got to stand behind what you're doing. Okay. How long has your uh, firm been offering packages, uh, Bob? We've probably been doing it for about 25 years, and, and uh, we've, we've made our mistakes and we've made our uh, great things, but we've learned, uh, you know, the hard way. But in the end, this is our ability to pass this on, and, and it's not unusual uh, for even our, uh, our competitors to start copying us. And yeah. I don't have a problem with that because yeah. I have no problem with competitors that are at the equal level playing field. So we've, yeah. we're starting to get this down now. Makes great. Does it, is, what about your staff? Is it tough getting those guys on board in the package line of thinking? Yeah, so what happens when you're dealing with staff? I mean, you as the builder, if you're the senior manager, if you're the construction manager, or you're the owner, everybody's going to look to you. If you don't buy into it, they're not going to buy into it. It's dead on arrival. Mm -hmm. You have to understand this because even though you're good in the field, if you're going to run a business, take it seriously. You don't want to just work for payroll. You need to run a company that also makes a profit and builds cash capital. So when you understand it, you start teaching it to the people, and I've gotten to the point where I use subcontractors, and I've taught them how to do margins instead of markups, and they'll pre-price it for me, because a lot of times you send customer to a specialty contractor, and what I find is that specialty contractor now will take his costs, I know what it is, he'll do the division, he'll get the margin number, He'll put the retail number down in front of the customer, and then he has the customer sign this paper. Now, I'm going to convert it into a change order. I found a secret about this. 
when a customer signs off on a retail number, they very rarely back it out. But how many times have you got the cost from from that subcontractor specialty? They don't know what it's going to cost. You work up the number. You spend a lot of time. You give it to them. They go, that's too much. I don't want it. I'll tell you, if you're sending them out to do specialty items, have that subcontractor do the division, 0.8 for a 20% right. margin, whatever you require. The math you showed us. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then in the end, uh, very rarely, I'd say 95% of the time, they go with it because, of, well, I, I signed that, so I'm not going to challenge that. And, and they'll deal with other things that they're seeing for the first time on you as you start adding line items. Again, we're past the package. We're now going into additional upgrades, which they all do. We know I that in the remodel. I mean, there's some good stuff out there to do. Good deal. So before we continue our conversation with Bob, here's a message from our sponsor. Are you ready to go pro and find your next career? Introducing ProFinder USA, the only job website for home pros. ProFinder USA connects skilled carpenters, project managers, and sales professionals with the industry's premier contractors. Stop wasting time and resources on those other job websites. It's time to go pro and find your next career opportunity today. Sign up for free and apply in just minutes. Visit ProFinderUSA.com. That's ProFinderUSA.com. So, Bob. Tell us about a package that your company rolled out that wasn't successful, and, and then what did you do about that? Well, I mean, you know, when you do it long enough, like I said, I've, I've done the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, one time we got a little ahead of ourselves, and we made the packages what I call a little too rich. Uh-huh. That means we said, well, you know, if this is a kitchen, let's put the most expensive cabinets in. Let's do all this stuff. Let's add this. And, and uh, all of a sudden it's like, there's nobody really wanting to deal with us. And so in the end what I learned is, um, you have to understand your market. You need to understand the price level they're willing to do. We love to sell a million-dollar kitchen remodel, of course, but that's not realistic. So you have to understand what will your market, because every area in the United States is different pockets of how people think. And once you understand that, then you know pretty much what your price point is. And, uh, again, you're giving tremendous amount of stuff. So we made those corrections successfully. And uh, won't do that again. There you go. So how much more money in terms of percentage does your company make uh, by selling packages uh, versus just a project-based markup? So as an example, if I'm doing markups and I'm sitting there doing, you know, 10%, 20%, 30%, or 40% sometimes for remodeling on some, some areas. And what I do is if you're doing – well, when you're doing that – you know, again, you're not making the margin. So you've done the whole thing on markup, and you've kind of, again, if you do that formula, always use that formula as an example. Uh, if you forget how to do it, do it real quick. You don't have to use complicated numbers, just simple $100 or $10 mm-hmm. to prove the point either way to yourself or to your staff. Um, but when you've done the package, you take that cost and you do the division number I've taught you how to do, and then you know you've solved, and that's usually the bulk of the numbers. Now when you go into um, doing the other numbers, you know, I tell people if you're doing the line item, still learn how to do the division. I mean, we don't even do markups at all in the company, at all. We forbid markups. We don't even talk about it. And that's like I said, I've trained the subcontractors that do specialty items and the customer meets with them. I don't even want to hear markups. Divide, divide, because the margins 
are there, and that way you're actually making more money. Um, it. And, it, and it can go from anywhere from people go, I'm only making 10%. Well, you're marking up more than that, but your markup is really a 10% margin. So you can get, you know, we started out years ago at 9%, and that was horrible to me. Uh, and we're now, you know, 18 to 20%, and this is on new construction too, so it's even more complex when you get into that. Remodeling, you should be getting that or a lot more margin. All right, so what challenges have you uh, encountered with, uh, uh, with your firm as far as packages? Um, now, because we've been doing it so long, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it runs pretty good. It's fine-tuned. Uh, like I said, competitors are starting to mimic it. But if you're starting it out for the first time, I mean, experiment with that. Be flexible, but learn exactly what it is. You know, it's sort of like uh, you go buy a car. Those things are packaged, and you go, well, I really don't want that component in the stereo system. They go, well, it comes like that. So the package kind of helps you sell some things, and then if you take it out, you only take out the cost, and you keep the profit. So that actually builds even more profit on a margin basis. Got it. So, hey, what do you do if a potential client doesn't really want a package? Well, I mean, I usually say, you know, we've been doing it so long, I just say, well, maybe maybe they don't even want to deal with me or anything like that. Um, it depends. If you're really looking for work, then you're going to have to put up with it. I'm at the point right now where if they go, I don't want package, I want to start – write down, I can usually tell them, you know, maybe you're not our client. And that's something else that has to be decided by, uh, really, it has to be decided by the individual company that, uh, you know, will we willing to put up with somebody that's going to drive us insane, might be making more money by not dealing with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have to kind of weigh which way you want to do that. Um, I'm at the point now with our company that if they don't want to deal with the package, they're not, I don't have time to deal with them. Um, but if they, you know, insist, then I go, well, you know, here's the number. So, again, it's an individual thing of what you do, but packaging is how you compress that end-of-the-year total margin of all the work you've done. And it helps you track what you're doing because you can compare your payroll percentage to the sales and, you know, I always tell people it's most important that you take advantage of going to the builder shows and not just look at product, but also go to some of the classes. This is huge, that even though you hate it, and then get somebody to do it for you. But you need to at least understand it. And the, the instructors are great. I mean, they want to help you make money. And that's what we do in the United States. So we're not doing this for free. There you go. I like okay. the way that sounds. Yeah. So what other advice can you give our pro listeners about packaging products and services? The most important thing when you do packaging is not just go uh, remodel kitchen, um, you know, granite countertops. Remember what level you're going to do. So you have to be very specific. And if you only do a couple lines and you go, well, this is a $40,000 project, they're going to go, wow, oh, this is ridiculous. So my thing to you is when you do packages, go line by line, load it up. What kind of cabinets? What level cabinets are is it? Granite. Is it level one, level two, level three? Or are you doing quartz uh, countertops? Uh, all these different types of combinations. Fill up the page with detail. Put it in that you've got, uh, you know, that people will be on your job full time. You know, you're going to clean it up every day. Um, just keep lining it up. The more you put in in detail for a proposal or, or a bid, um, the more the number seems justified to that end user. And it's just human nature. They need to get value. 
And that is what you've got to do. And, and be proud of your pricing. I'll tell you, if you give a price out, a package, and they can detect you're a little fearful for it, I call it dead on arrival. You need to be proud that this is what we do. We are, in, and if they challenge, go, we are in business to, to, to make a profit, so we're here for you in case you need warranty. Um, and, and we're licensed in the state of wherever you are. That's most important to put that in, too. Right. Um, because so, there are a lot of people that try to go unlicensed activity, which is very dangerous, and we've heard the horror stories. That's another, yeah, that's another podcast. That's another yes. whole podcast. Exactly. So, look, Bob, if you had to summarize this into, like, three key points, because we like to just say, hey, here's three things to take away as you think about this whole package concept. What would you tell our listeners? What I tell you is when you do the package price, number one, you're going to make a lot more money because you're increasing the margin. Number two, you're cutting out the typical argument of every line item of things you're adding, and you haven't even got a contract yet. And then number three, you're creating good behavior within your organization that when your staff understands we're starting to make a profit, and that profit makes it more money for you, or maybe I can pay for all your health insurance. You've got synergy there, and that package does that, you know, because if you're getting hammered all the time by line-by-line line stuff, you're frustrated. People, yep. I'm, I'm out of here. That's most important. Got it. Great information. All right, so now it's time for us to take a dive into the spare parts box. That's where we dig into the back of the truck and see what's there that we think is just a good, handy thing to have with you all the time. And this week, we want to reach out, reach in and bring out a mini tube of power grab adhesive. Now, why did I say mini tube? Because like you don't have to turn your man card in or your contractor's license in if you don't have you know a tenth gallon caulk gun tube or a quart caulk uh, tube. It's just a little tube because you want to seal it up and or, or not have to buy a new tube every time. But the power grab is like awesome. If you've ever seen the demos, you can stick a brick to a paver to a wall. It like grabs instantly. I've done everything from um, the ceramic soap holders to um, fixing stuff that my kids broke, you know, like uh, that belonged to my wife and we didn't want to have it broken. So power grab, mini tube, I say throw it in, keep it handy, and, um, and it's a good deal. All right. If you like what you heard today, like us on iTunes and tell a friend about Procast on iTunes and about ProConstructionGuide.com. Hey, if you haven't gotten your copy of the latest Pro Construction Guide magazine, visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the Pro Desk or go to ProConstructionGuide.com to read the digital issue. If you've got any feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave us a message. We really do want to hear your thoughts. We'll see you in our next episode of the Pro Construction Guide magazine's ProCast podcasts. We hope you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.